Welcome to Experience This, where you'll find inspiring examples of customer experience, great stories of customer service, and tips on how to make your customers love you even more. Always upbeat and definitely entertaining, customer retention expert Joey Coleman and social media expert Dan Gingas serve as your hosts for a weekly dose of positive customer experience. So hold on to your headphones. It's time to experience this. Get ready for another episode of the Experience This Show. Happy New Year, everybody. Join us as we discuss how one cable company has made it easier to find the shows you're looking for, a personalized way to introduce yourself to new customers, and a whole bunch of New Year's resolutions from the world of customer experience. Instructions, introductions, and resolutions. Oh, my. It's shocking how often people use 38 words to describe something when two would do the trick. We're looking at you, lawyers and accountants. Words matter, and there is no excuse for trying to hide what you mean. We explore words and messaging in this next iteration of Say What? Go to ESPN. Play ESPN. Go ESPN. Turn to ESPN. Channel ESPN, please. Okay, you may have no idea what we're talking about, folks, but I promise you we'll explain. Earlier this fall, I was invited to Philadelphia with a bunch of other awesome customer experience professionals, including Jay Bear, Scott McCain, Shep Hyken. Dan Gingas was invited as well, but alas, he was out of the country giving a speech in London, so he wasn't able to attend. But we all went to Philadelphia to witness some of Comcast's innovations and how they approach customer experience. And I love talking about Comcast because when people hear the name Comcast, they often like shudder in response. And yet, this is one of those companies that very quietly has created unbelievably remarkable experiences. And I know they were so good that you actually wrote about them in your book. You're correct, Dan. I mean, what's fascinating about Comcast is they turned the battleship, okay? Everybody talks about how, quote-unquote, easy it is to create great customer experiences from scratch. But what are you doing when, you know, maybe your reputation isn't the best and you're trying to dig out from behaviors or technologies or practices that have actually cost you in terms of your reputation? And what I love is the incredible leadership that Chief Customer Experience Officer Charlie Heron has showed at Comcast over the last few years. And there's a bunch of folks. Charlie, he's an amazing guy. He'd be the first one to say, Joey, it's not just me. It's the whole team. He's an amazing leader. But what I loved about getting together for this day at Comcast is we got the chance to see behind the scenes. And for me, coming back almost a year later after the first time I did some on-sites and uh, interviewed them for a case study I did in the book, was to see what they had done and what changes they had made. Now, I will tell you, I kind of got called out a little bit in the group. And the reason I got called out is I used to live in a part of Colorado where I couldn't get Comcast service. It was too remote. Earlier this summer, as you may recall from one of our previous episodes, 
I moved to Boulder, Colorado, and I now have Comcast service. And so they were kind of teasing me a little bit for finally being a customer. And Charlie asked me about the voice remote. And I was like, dude, I've got the voice remote, but I've never used it even once. And he said, Joey, I want to convince you as part of this training session to start using the voice remote. And I'll be honest, and Charlie may be hearing this for the first time when he hears the podcast, he's won me over. He's convinced me. And that's what we were talking about at the beginning when we talked about a number of different ways that you could use the Comcast voice remote to get your TV to go to the ESPN channel. Now, what's fascinating is their research shows there are actually 24,000 variations of how a person can try to talk at their remote to get their remote to go to the channel ESPN. 24,000. We only gave you a couple, but that's a lot of voice commands. Yeah, that's incredible. And I too am a Comcast customer. And one of the things that I mentioned to uh, one of the fine folks is that what was so interesting to me about Comcast Turnaround is that I believe I've had a cable service with three different companies in Chicago. And I can tell you by far, Comcast is the best product. Now, it often got overshadowed by stories that you heard about bad customer service or bad customer experience. But that, again, is what is so amazing about this story. And I think your metaphor of the battleship was a, a great one because it, you know, turning around a company that is as large as Comcast takes a ton of work and a ton of time. And this team has really done it. So I use the voice remote. My kids use the voice remote. What I love in particular, and I'm going to give another Cubs example here for you for just a minute, but the shocking, the, I know, shocking, but the Cubs actually play on like four or five different channels. So on any given day, I have no idea what channel they're on. So all I do is hit the Comcast remote and say, play Chicago Cubs. And it, jumps to the HD channel that they're playing on that day. And it's awesome because I don't even have to think about it. So that works for any sports team. You can just ask for your sports team and it jumps to the game. You don't have to know what channel your your football team is on or what have you. So I think it's a great addition. I'd be lying, Dan, if I didn't say my first use case of the voice remote was watch Notre Dame football. And if you're a Notre Dame football fan, you know that they are on the Notre Dame Broadcasting Channel or NBC as it's more commonly known. But when they do play away from home, uh, <laughs> you like that one, didn't you? They end up being on other channels from time to time. So what I love about the voice remote and the reason why I wanted to do a segment about the voice remote is, you know, certainly it falls within this overall umbrella of amazing things that Comcast is doing around customer experience. We'll talk about this probably on a future episode, but they have these amazing explainer videos that explain your bill that are hyper-personalized. So you're looking at a video of your actual bill being reviewed every time you get a new service or sign up for a new package. So they, they take the questions and the angst out of it completely by teaching their customers as they go. But the reason I like the voice remote and why I thought it was pretty interesting is it comes from a place of convenience. And this ties into a segment we did in a recent episode about Shep Hyken's new book. Wherever you can remove the friction from your customer's experience, you're going to make a better experience for them, which is going to, by its nature, make them more loyal and more sticky to you. Comcast has the voice remote. If another competitor comes in and says, hey, why don't you sign up for our service? 
if I've grown addicted to being able to speak to my TV, then what happens is it's going to be very hard to compete with me. They've created a frictionless experience. Not to mention what this does for folks who may find challenges with a remote control. I want to talk about two specific demographics. Number one, young children who don't yet read or understand numbers as well. So for example, my youngest son can press the remote and say, watch Paw Patrol, and it will automatically go to Paw Patrol. Now, I'm not saying we allow him to do this or that's a good idea, but the fact that he can drive basically the largest piece of technology, the TV in our house by himself, is pretty cool. Now, also look at the other end of the demographic spectrum. Maybe folks who are more senior and maybe their vision isn't as good and they don't necessarily remember which channel their favorite news program is on when they have a thousand channels to choose from. The ability to say, watch CNN and go directly to the news is a pretty remarkable capability that's available at the press. Well, and also, I think what's great about it is that it's in reaction to something else that has happened in the industry, which is that there are literally hundreds and hundreds of channels. Whereas when you and I were growing up, Joey, there were only like 40 or 50 channels, right? So it wasn't that hard to remember. I was, see, it was, you're a little younger than me, Dan. I was going to go with four, ABC, CBS, NBC, and let's not forget PBS. Yeah, okay. You're not that old, but... In any event, you know, now that there are hundreds of channels and then you have the same channels repeated as HD channels. So there's actually they've gotten into four digits in in some areas where there's channels like channel 1127. Who in the world is going to remember that? Wow. No one. No one. And that's where the convenience of being able to say, go where actually you want to go. And you don't even have to remember, as we said in the intro, that it's ESPN. You can go specifically to your favorite sports team. With this remote, you can call up stats. So you can say things like, compare Tom Brady to Aaron Rodgers, and it will show you the quarterback stats for each of those fantastic athletes. So the abilities that are unlocked with a voice remote are pretty incredible. And as we continue to talk more and more on this show and in the, the industry in general about the power of voice, pay attention to folks like Comcast and what they're doing to make your voice part of the experience. Sometimes a remarkable experience deserves deeper investigation. We dive into the nitty gritty of customer interactions and dissect how and why they happen. Join us while we're dissecting the experience. Hi guys, this is Lisa in Boise, Idaho. I had a real life experience of making the required remarkable that I wanted to share with you. I had signed up my children for a day camp when parent-teacher conferences were closing school. And the day camp was at a local indoor jungle gym type of place. And I got my email confirmation saying they're signed up. But then the very next morning, I got an email saying there was a video from this company waiting for me. And I click through. It's a 15-second personalized video. Thank you. They said my name. They said they were excited to have my kids come. And they named them by name. And they also left their phone number in case I had any questions between now and then. And I was just blown away. The email confirmation confirmed that I checked off this item off my to-do list and my kids were all set. But the fact that he took the time to personally thank me, just a great example of making the required remarkable. 
Thanks, guys. So loyal listeners of the show know that we love when we get story ideas from you. And we really thank listener Lisa Rodriguez for leaving us that message about that recent experience that she had. And you know how she did that? She went to experiencethisshow.com. She clicked on contact in the upper right area. And she got to a page that has a really simple button that says start recording. And as long as you have any sort of microphone, your computer microphone will do. You can leave us a message and tell us a story that we will include on a future episode of Experience This. So let's talk about Lisa's story, Joey. Well, I love that Lisa uses the same terminology that we use on the show about making the required remarkable. You know, when you do something like sign up for a day camp or sign up for some type of a program, ideally, you're going to get some type of confirmation saying, hey, we got your sign up, right? Email confirmations are not new. Email confirmations that take a required communication and make it remarkable, however, are very rare. But what I love about this example, it's a 15-second video. It literally took someone on their staff 15 seconds, okay, maybe 15 seconds to shoot the video, another minute to upload it and attach it to the email and send. But it didn't take that long to create a hyper-personalized, enthusiastic message that left Lisa feeling great about her decision to sign her child up to participate in this camp. And the camp hasn't even started. Yeah. And we should say neither of us knows Lisa personally. So it also... One of the joys of the world of podcasting, folks. You do. We don't need to know you to feature you on the show. But my point here is that Lisa had such a remarkable experience. She felt like she just had to tell people about it, including us. And I think that means that obviously this day camp is doing something right. Now, I love that they hit on what is a very emotional experience. And you and I both have kids, so we know this. When you put your kid in the charge of somebody else, that is nerve-wracking. It's a highly emotional moment. And I think the fact that they took that moment to say, you made a good choice. You you know, you know, chose wisely. We're going to take good care of your kid. I love that they named her kid so that you knew it was personalized and they didn't send the same video to everybody. A terrific example of taking a moment that could be really emotionally stressful and turning that stress into relief. Now, this also reminded me of an interview that I did a while back on my last podcast, Focus on Customer Service, where I talked to the founder and CEO of a startup called Iographer. Now, Iographer is a great company. They sell equipment that basically transforms your iPhone or iPad into a professional recording device. And so, not surprisingly, Iographer spends a lot of time making videos. And one of the things that they have done is not only do they use video in marketing, which obviously that's been very popular in social media. Even Mark Zuckerberg said in 2016 that he expects most content on Facebook to be video within five years, and we're already halfway there. But it's also a really useful vehicle for customer service. And the story that he told me was about a customer who reached out to him on Snapchat and had a problem with one of the devices. And he asked the customer to show him by taking a picture on Snapchat and and snapping it over. And it turns out that the problem was very simple. The customer had put two different cords basically into the wrong holes, like he had reversed them. And as soon as the CEO got the picture, he wrote back and said, here's 
here's what's wrong. And he fixed it. And the customer was thrilled because the problem got fixed quickly. And also the CEO fixed it for him, which was also pretty cool. But the point there is that they were using a visual means of communication, which made the whole experience a whole lot easier. Which brings us back to children. One of the most popular elements in my memory of kindergarten or the most popular aspects was show and tell. What did you do? You actually showed what was going on. You showed your toy or your gift or the unique thing you found, and you told a story about it. And to me, that idea of using video to show that you're paying attention, to show that you care, is taking something that we've known for centuries and bringing it into a modern technology application. You know, there's an interesting company out of Western Massachusetts run by a good buddy of mine, Paul LeBlanc, and it's called Zogix. Zogix makes gym wipes. Have you ever been in the gym, Dan, and you kind of look at the workout bench and you see the residue of the human being who's worked out before you, right? Gym wipes are a great invention. It's an environmentally friendly antiseptic wipe that allows you to get rid of that pool of sweat so you don't have an involuntary DNA transfer. What I love about Zogix, and they're big fans of the never lose a customer again approach, is that they take orders that come into their website first-time orders, and they send a confirmation email. But that confirmation email isn't any old confirmation email. It's an email with a picture that, in your case, if it was coming to you, would say, thank you, Dan. And then it shows a thumbnail image of an employee holding a clipboard that says, thanks, Dan, with a play button underneath it. Now, here's the thing, folks. Everyone is going to press play when they see their name on a clipboard in a thumbnail image. And when people do, they get a personalized message thanking them for their order. Now, this message is less than a minute. It's pretty straightforward. It's not a heavy script. It's not rocket science. It's just a sincere and genuine thank you for the business. Their videos get watched to the end, the last time we looked at the metrics, 78% of the time. Now, I don't know about you, but if you spend any time in the world of open rates for confirmation emails and videos to brand new customers that you have no relationship to, to get a complete watch-through rate of 78% is staggering. So we want to thank Lisa so much for sending us her story. And hopefully, she's inspired all of you listeners out there to do the same. We love telling stories and sharing key insights you can implement or avoid based on our experiences. Can you believe that this just happened? Friends, we thought we'd do something special for our last episode of 2018, which coincidentally happens to be our last episode of season two of the Experience This Show. Now, don't panic. We're going to be back with season three in February. You have nothing to worry about. So we asked our friends in the customer experience world to tell us what their CX New Year's resolution is. And the response was incredible. Now, there are some names here that you'll recognize, people that we've talked about on the show before, and others who are part of a terrific CX Accelerator Slack group that I am a part of. And these are all daily CX practitioners doing jobs that are very similar to many of our listeners. By the way, you too can join this Slack group at cxaccelerator.com. Let's listen in. And afterward, Joey and I will share our CX New Year's resolutions. Hi, my name is Jeremy Watkin. And as a CX professional working in the BPO space, I continue to look for those common threads 
regardless of industry, where we can improve the customer experience. I'm thinking about things like gathering feedback from customers and frontline agents, interpreting what those results are, and understanding the operational levers we can pull to make real improvement. When you work with a variety of clients from a variety of industries like we do, sometimes finding common threads and creating a standard approach to CX is easier said than done. But I'm still going to work in 2019 to standardize our approach as much as possible. Hey, Dan and Joey, Becky Roman here with my 2019 customer experience New Year's resolution. After reflecting on many conversations I had this past year, I realized that we're still very much battling the cost center mentality, especially with our leadership teams. My goal for next year is to really help spread knowledge and tools on how we can combat this mentality tackle ambiguity that happens in customer experience and context center projects and initiatives, and eloquently present the value we're driving in order to get greater executive buy-in. Hi, I'm Andrew Gillum. My customer experience New Year's resolution for 2019 is to fortify our team's core values so that it's easy for us to remember what we're working towards every day of the year. At the start of the year, right after performance appraisals, or after a team-building event, it's easy for everyone to be hyped up and excited to deliver great experiences. As many of us know, it's not easy to stick to any resolution for the whole year. The monotony of day-to-day work easily distracts us from our goals and ambitions. That's why gym memberships go unused, and it's also why many CX programs aren't successful over the long term. By reinforcing our culture around specific, enumerated values, and a shared vision of what we want to achieve. I hope that we can stay consistently dedicated for years to come. I'm Holly Chessman. My New Year's resolution is around helping more women in customer experience grow their reputations and careers. It's really challenging to work in an environment where you're in the minority. Having a support group and learning new ways to make women's voices heard are so important. I'm ready to do my part to make that happen. I strongly believe that when we support each other, we all rise up together. Hi, I'm Greg Ortbach, an engagement catalyst from London, Ontario, Canada, and one of the co-hosts of the Customer Service Chat with Marsha Collier. My hope for 2019 from a customer experience standpoint is better equalization and alignment for the frontline staff. They are the first line of defense and many times the first human exposure to your brand. It is time that companies show they value their frontline with better compensation or opportunities for advancement, stronger training and development that better aligns with the brand promise, and the empowerment of their staff so they're not constrained by processes that lack creativity and force the customer to jump through unnecessary hoops. Good luck with your resolutions and Happy New Year. Hello, I'm Jenny Dempsey, and my customer experience New Year's resolution is focused on the employee experience around self-care and wellness. In order to take the best care of others, we must first take the best care of ourselves, right? We respect our customers. They are a valuable asset, clearly. But why are we respecting ourselves with endless work hours, burnout, and stress, unnecessary stress, 
you know, to me, uh, wellness at work is more than just healthy snacks in the break room. So it comes down to leaders setting the stage, talking the talk, walking the walk, and not just telling everyone to be healthier than going on and doing the opposite themselves. So next year, I'm going to be sharing more about how I do this in my day-to-day life and what I struggle with, as well as hoping to share how others do it with their wins, self-care wins and struggles, with the hope to inspire others to take care of themselves while they're busy taking care of customers. Hey, Dan and Joey, this is Clark Dumas. Hope you guys are doing great. Love your podcast. Uh, You asked for customer experience New Year's resolutions. Mine is I've been writing a series of articles, and my ambition was to get one out a month this year, but I've gotten all of two, I think, in the last three or four months done. So my New Year's resolution is to write more about how to use analytics and data in the customer experience world. Thanks, guys. Take care. Have a great New Year. Happy Holidays. My name is Kay Chapman. My CX New Year's resolution is to do more working out loud. The idea behind working out loud is it's a great practice to boost relationships and collaboration by sharing what you're doing at work, making your work more visible, and therefore making yourself more open to feedback and ideas from others. I do think it's really important for CX pros to share more of what we're doing, if we hope, to see the CX profession grow and mature. And I hope to lead the way through blogging and being more active on social networks, both inside and outside of my organization. Hello, Dan and Joey. Nate Brown here with my CX resolution for 2019. For me, it's about overcoming one of the biggest hurdles that I think many of us have as CX professionals, and that is proving the ROI of CX. So for me, it's creating a true CX dashboard that takes the employee experience in an obvious and compelling way. I've got some metrics in mind for that, and then being able to correlate that truly to the customer experience and where we stand there and being able to very clearly depict that to the bottom line, the revenue, the turn, um, those those numbers, renewal rates, loyalty, so that uh, it will be above reproach in terms of how we can invest in our people, therefore improve the customer experience and earn the right to grow the business. Happy New Year, guys. My New Year's resolution is to start putting myself out there a little bit more and speaking not only recording on podcasts, but speaking in front of a live audience. I mean, I do some of it, but it is a little bit out of my comfort zone. So that's one thing that I really want to kind of master getting up on a stage and and sharing my message and the message that I I think is really valuable. And a lot of people um, can really appreciate and sort of identify with and and the message of Worthix, my company as well. Um, Yeah, that's it. Hello, I am John DeJulius, and my 2019 wish for my customer experience is that everyone in my organization intentionally builds relationships. Today is known as the relationship economy, and it is so critical to make sure we are constantly building rapport with potential clients and existing clients, including vendors and employees and making sure that we have that emotional capital to make them think of us and be the brand that they can't live without. Thank you and Happy New Year. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. And that defines my resolution for 2019. This is Blake Morgan here, speaker, author, and general translator of all ideas relating to customer experience. And what I've learned in 2018 
is it's not just about relaying information to people. And that's my job. I take information, I repackage it, I make it interesting for people, and hopefully they'll learn something. But what I've learned is you've got to bring your whole authentic self. You've got to be enthusiastic because it's not just about relaying information. No one cares. You've got to pull them out. You've got to wake them up. You've got to make them take notice. And so it's all about being an interesting and engaging storyteller. Wish me luck in 2019. Thank you for listening. Hi, this is Shane Goldberg responding to Dan's request on CX Accelerator for a, a new year resolution for CX. My new year resolution for CX is to ensure that my clients understand that there's no silver bullet in solving customer experience problems. Uh, that's things like journey mapping or service design is not something you can just apply and it's going to solve everything that you need to have a whole program around it, which includes things like design and cultural improvement and employee experience. This is something that clients seem to miss quite a lot. Hi, Joey and Dan. This is Sue Duras. My New Year's resolution is to continue to educate people on the value of customer experience. We as CX professionals know our work is vital to a company's survival and thrival, yet there is still much education that needs to occur on why this work is important. Most of us had to learn CX on the job and had to depend on the workplace to expand our knowledge and skills. My focus is to continue to go to colleges and universities and educate undergrads and graduate students on CX. CX touches so many disciplines that it needs to be weaved into higher education curricula. If we can teach students at this level, they will be able to teach their co-workers and leadership about the value of CX to drive customer centricity and CX deeper into industry. We need to start early with educating our leaders of tomorrow. If we can get them to help us advocate for the CX cause, the better. Here's to a CX-full 2019 for all. Hi, Chef Heiken here, customer service and experience expert. Very honored to be able to share my New Year's resolution and wish for everybody listening to experience this. Here it is. I just want everybody, including myself, to be as convenient as possible. You see, convenience is the next step in customer experience. Think about the companies you love to do business with. They're easy to do business with, aren't they? And that's what I want to be for all of my clients. That's what I want all of your clients, customers, guests, members, whatever you want to call the people you work with. I want them to think the same thing about you, that you're convenient. I mean, let's talk about convenience for just a moment. Who are the companies you love to do business with? Think about Amazon. Think about Uber. They're just easy to do business with. And you know what? People will pay for convenience. Think about the can of Coke that's in the mini bar in the refrigerator in your hotel room. It's $5. And just down the hall in a vending machine, there's the same can of Coke for a buck and a quarter. It's just real simple. Customers will pay for convenience and they'll choose to do more business with the people and companies that make their lives more convenient. Happy New Year. So I don't know about you, but I absolutely loved that. And I hope our listeners did as well. Such a diversity of ideas. And in particular, I thought it was really cool because we did not plan this. I, I we more or less placed an open call out on the CX Accelerator Slack channel. But I was really happy that we had 
equal representation for men and women. And I think it was great to hear all those different voices that have some fantastic ideas for uh, customer experience. So I'm going to share my resolution and then let you finish us off, Joey. So my CX New Year's resolution is to help companies make the lovers louder than the haters on social media by teaching them how to create remarkable, shareable customer experiences. Now, people don't share mediocre experiences. They share experiences that are either really bad or really fantastic. And I believe that brands have a unique opportunity to affect the public conversation of their brand and create word-of-mouth marketing by making experiences for their customers that they want to tell their friends about. So I'm hoping to see more of that in 2019. What about you, Joey? Well, Dan, like a number of our uh, listeners who chimed in with their resolutions said and implied, I really want to try to practice what I preach in 2019. So this is kind of a bold goal and frankly, not one that I'm sure I'm going to be able to live up to. But hey, that's the joy of New Year's resolutions. I am going to do my best, though. I am going to strive to write a thank you note to a customer every single business day. Every day that I work, write one thank you note to someone who is a current customer, someone who's been an audience member, someone who's been a reader of my book, you know, somebody who has in some way given me their time, their attention, and their focus. And the reason I want to do this is I believe that we don't have enough gratitude in the world. And I know that can be considered, you know, too soft or too cheesy. But in this day and age where I think most of the people, it's fair to say, especially those who have the ability to listen to this show and kind of work in the customer experience and customer service space, we've got a lot to be thankful for. And I'm going to try to practice what I preach by putting that down in pen, which also is kind of a secondary goal of making sure that there are analog interactions. In an increasingly digital world, I think it's valuable to have non-digital interactions. And so that's what I'm going to be focusing on. But regardless of what your New Year's resolutions are, Dan and I would like to thank you for giving us your time, giving us your attention, giving us your ears, and listening to the experience this show. We don't take your attention. We don't take your support. We don't take your listenership for granted. We really appreciate you tuning in week after week. And I hope that you're as excited and intrigued about what season three holds. So we'll see you back soon. Happy New Year, everyone. We've talked. You've listened. Now it's time to act. There are many things you could do to take what you've learned in this episode and implement it. But at times, that can feel overwhelming. Instead, why not just focus on three takeaways? Takeaway number one, how are you using technology to make your product or service easier? Where can you incorporate simpler input methods like voice into your experience? Some low-hanging fruit might include creating a simple Alexa skill. Leverage improving technology to make your customer experience as simple and enjoyable as it can be. Takeaway number two, how do you introduce yourself to a new customer? Is it personalized? Have you experimented at all with video? There's no stopping the video revolution. So now's the time to examine how you can better integrate video into your experience delivery. A simple welcome message goes a long way to preventing buyer's remorse and making new customers confident that they made the right decision to do business with you. Takeaway number three, what are your CX New Year's resolutions? 
take some time in the very early part of the year to map out what you hope to achieve from a customer experience perspective in 2019, and then hold yourself and your team accountable to accomplishing it. Focus on quick wins, like small improvements to your experience and the elimination of pain points that cause frustration. And commit to making 2019 an even better CX year than 2018. Those are the three takeaways for this episode. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening to another episode of Experience This. And we want to wish you and yours a very happy and healthy new year. We'll see you next year, starting in February, for season three of the Experience This Show. Happy New Year, everybody. Wow! Thanks for joining us for another episode of Experience This. We know there are tons of podcasts to listen to, magazines and books to read, reality TV to watch. We don't take for granted that you've decided to spend some quality time listening to the two of us. We hope you enjoyed our discussions, and if you do, we'd love to hear about it. Come on over to experiencethisshow.com and let us know what segments you enjoyed, what new segments you'd like to hear. This show is all about experience, and we want you to be part of the Experience This Show. Thanks again for your time, and we'll see you next week for more Experience This.